the third annual Smartphone Experts Smartphone Round Robin, presented by The Cell Phone Junkie. Welcome to this special edition of The Cell Phone Junkie. My name is Mickey Papillon. Today we've got our second podcast from the Round Robin that was recorded in Orlando, Florida. Each of the smartphone experts' editors had a chance to look at the flagship devices of the other operating systems, and at this point we had spent close to 36 hours reviewing and critiquing each of the devices, so this show is a bit on the lighter side. If you haven't had a chance to check out the main site, head over to smartphoneroundrobin.com to get caught up on the action of the event. Thanks to all the editors for their participation, and enjoy the show. All right, so we're back for the round robin after 36 hours of fun. Been going through 32 different devices. Uh, all the guys from the different sites put together different videos where they compared the other devices from all the other guys, and uh, it's been a been a, a lot of recording and a lot of fun here. So I guess we'll start out by just kind of talking about what what the last 48 hours have have looked like here. Uh, the last 48 hours have been interesting. We uh, recorded our Say that again, dude. Say, say, identify your voice as your Kevin's so people know who you are. You're taking credit for that. It's not mine. Somebody's got to... I wonder if that's mine. Oh, I wonder if it's mine. I wonder if that's mine. Let's, Let's put him on... Uh, Hi, I'm Kevin. On vibe. Billy Idol left his phone in the room. It was in 86. That goes in the blooper reel, Mickey. That's awesome. Yeah, you know. Oh, we're still going. No, we can't, yeah, right? We don't, we don't stop. That's quite an alarm. Who are you again? I'm uh, Kevin for Crackberry.com. I still like blackberries. Still. After, after the past one. You hours. haven't seen enough to sway you away, right? No, I uh, I think I appreciate even more what Rim's good at, and I have a better understanding of where uh, everybody's been going with their devices over the past year, except maybe Apple. They, they seem to be entrenched with BlackBerry in terms of a home screen experience, which opens apps and delivers notifications and not much else. All I know is I gave you a couple games to play on the iPhone, and you said you loved it. You did like you some trench wars. Which no, it was game? a trench wars. He was playing uh, Cannibal, and he was playing. But, uh, yeah, but that was a pretty basic game. Yeah. You could do that on BlackBerry. But they didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, they are home screen experiences for yep. sure. That's their metaphor. They're sticking with it. But I do like big screens. I really like that Windows Mobile HD two. It's big. It's big. I'm counting how many times people say that. Say Windows Mobile. That they like. Well, no, count like that too. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's funny. We we uh, we would split up the. We've got six platforms. We'd split it up into what was it, licensed and and integrated. Integrated, and I just realized. So look at your three integrated. You've got BlackBerry, iPhone, and WebOS. Well, define define why you're calling them licensed. Okay, well. yeah. Like, so licensed is a, a platform. Oh, yeah. Apple, BlackBerry, and Palm. Apple, BlackBerry, and Palm. And Mickey, why? What? What? Why are the? Why? Why do we group those three together? Those are the licensed platforms. So you've got the manufacturer that's making both the software and the hardware. So Apple with the iPhone OS, BlackBerry with the BlackBerry OS, and Palm with the Web OS. Right. And then the other three are licensed, which is Android, Nokia, and Windows. And they actually they 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 make the phone. They they license out the other hard manufacturers to make the phones. Nokia is sort of the odd man out there, but they also do. They license their software. Right. There's so a couple people that quote, make it. Right. Yeah. But it's primarily Nokia. So the point I was getting at, thank you for that <laughs> clarification, was that the three licensed Nokia, Android, and Windows Mobile, their home screen experience is all about widgets and just and immediate information on the home screen, mm-hmm. mixed with some launcher icons or whatever. Uh, BlackBerry, uh, Apple, and WebOS, they don't really have a home screen experience. They've got you know, a little bit like so. Like you guys get badges, I don't get badges. I get notification things that are on the bottom. You don't get that, but basically, like it's about just a big set of icons. And for some reason, um, I don't know what it is, but the the licensed people, it seems like maybe there's a bigger push to differentiate it. So let's yeah. push them into widgets for the home screen. Whereas the integrated people are like, eh, whatever. They'll just take what we give them. I mean, I, I'm trying to think why is that? Is that a thing or is it just a coincidence? I think it's a thing. You think it's a thing? I think it's a thing. Mm-hmm. 
You can only get an iPhone from Apple, so there's no need to differentiate it. It's not so they, they don't feel the need to provide widgets? I would think I that know. BlackBerry would have more... More dashboards. More, more, more glanceable, quick, because yeah. it's a messaging, right? You just boom, what do yeah, I see I mean, today? They have the and Today kind of theme, right? So you can switch the theme, So, but all you okay. get is calendar appointments and like your first two emails. Mm. And they've had that for years. That's like a usually a default theme option. But that's it. It's not customizable, and it's not even... Well, what, are, what are the widgets? What are the, what's the the glanceful information, the today screen stuff that you guys absolutely need? For me, it's uh, calendar for today, um, weather, and if I can, you know, previews of emails. But that's not really important. It, basically, it's I need calendar and weather, and then once I get that, the rest of it's sort of just gravy. If I if I don't have those, I miss them. I like messaging status too. If I okay. turn it on, I want to see how many texts did I mix, how many emails did I miss, whether they're on there as previews. Just let me know, do I need to dive in there to see those? Right. I only ever look for the time because I don't have a watch like Kevin. You give it a big-ass clock. Yeah. Big-ass clock. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it and strap it to my wrist right now so I don't feel like the odd man out. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. Whether you can Yeah, I'm, I'm there messaging. with that. Messaging. Pretty, I, pretty much just email, I think. Yeah, I, I actually... Yeah, I don't really need... Weather or calendar? No, I can look yeah. upstairs and I, I, don't, I don't, and I don't want to know what I've got going on today. Yeah, the number is good enough. Like yeah. the number. Mm -hmm. if, yeah. So really, people don't need widgets. It's just. But what about trendy social networking widgets, which is all the new rage, like Moto Blur and uh, stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, nobody's found a way to do that right. The, the way that Moto Blur does it is just a big fat bag yes. of fail. Are we too old? Yeah, there's widgets like on, on the on the Nokia, it's right? I have a Facebook widget. No, the, actually, I have, I have Nokia a, widgets are good. I take that. There's back. a Facebook yeah. widget. There's a um, tweet widget, so I could actually yeah. look at that and see. It'll scroll through some of those. And now, too. when you on that widget, they don't actually mark that stuff as red. Right? No, it's just it's just sort of like. You know, it's like a news ticker, basically. Exactly, a news ticker. Yeah, exactly. But if he wants to actually go in and look at status messages and see the unmarked as red or whatnot, he can. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Is that Memo and Symbian? Both of us uh, have the widgets? No. Yes. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. Yeah. It is. But have we decided if we're the ones that, like, Moto Blur is going for? Or are they going for the kids? <laughs> They're going for somebody that doesn't actually use those services. It's, it's yeah. adults telling kids how they should use the services that kids use. Yeah, mm. <laughs> Moto Blur. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to turn this into Moto Blur, but no. it's it, it's really difficult to actually use that stuff. Um, the thing that got me this year is nobody got laughed out of the room, and nobody ever got laughed out of the room in the previous years. But there was always a feeling that there was at least one platform. that was like, eh, all right, guys, you know. But this year, it seemed like if it, I mean, if anybody was like kind of like, eh, it would have been Windows Mobile, except that with the the Sense UI. Uh, HTC's really saved their bacon. And, yeah. and then with the HD2 throwing that much power at it. Yeah. Just there was no Palm last year. No one got laughed out of the room, but one person got not invited to play. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> technically Palm wasn't there last year because it was a Trio Pro, which was an HTC yeah. phone. Which means comeback story of the decade this year. Yeah. Woo. Well, what do you think are the, the biggest things that we took out of this? Obviously, everyone got a chance to get some hands-on time with the other devices. But you know what was the you know what were the big things that you took away from it? Obviously, other than just learning a little bit about the devices. Uh, to me, it's like they're all basically the same now. Just pick your priorities. So, because you can pretty much accomplish all the same tasks on any of the smartphones, and they're all pretty easy to pick up and use now. I think you don't really need an instruction book. That once you've used a current generation smartphone, you can probably click your way through and figure out how to use a smartphone now. So for me, it's like, what's your priority? Do you want a big screen, and or do you want a small, like a full keyboard, and sacrifice screen size? Is communication a priority? There's a clear choice. Do you want multimedia? Do you want something in between? And then, and then there's flavors of that. So it's kind of it's kind of makes the decision tougher for the consumer, but better because they have so much competition. They have so much competition and options, but it makes it harder for us because I don't know what what you know. Somebody said to me now, what which phone do I buy? You have to make this really complicated decision tree yeah. of, you know, carrier, how important is carrier, pretty important, okay, now what platforms are available on that carrier, mm -hmm. All right, yeah. cycle back to carrier, are you sure that you're still happy with the carrier since these yeah. are the platforms that you get, then you go to the platforms, and then it's, it's like, what do you care about most? Do you care about communication? Do you care about Facebook? Do you care about really good web browsing? Do you care about apps? Do you care about size and form factor? It's a flowchart. But see, the thing is... I can't. Um, it's a lot of almost all of those needs are handled by one of these platforms, right? There's, mm -hmm. there's, and maybe it's just I just think that because like I'm defining what the needs are based on what's capable these days. But um, yeah, I mean, you can get anything done on any platform. It's just that some are better at certain tasks than the other ones are. I think it also kind of goes to show that 
every platform is viable, and there isn't one platform that's going to die right. I mean, everybody's here in the game, and they're going to stay in the game. You and know, that is really like stressing. Stressful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be nice to know that somebody's going to drop out because it's, six seems like way too many for the North American market. No, right? yeah, it's, no, it's like car no, companies. Though. Speaking of which, Matt bought Nokia to the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. that was a big point. thing this year because none of us we were like the forty-year-old Nokia virgins. <laughs> and you know, like, let's go, no like what Dieter's saying, I mean, the thing is, the smartphone market is still extremely small yeah. as far as the number of people using it. Yeah. So there's room for all of these Plenty platforms out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I always come back to car analogies, and it's kind of like you got your minivans and your sports cars, and you know, people you're mid-sized, you're your mid-sized, and people have different values and, yeah. time, even, and even times of their life where one is going to appeal. So, mm-hmm. you know, Dieter, Dieter starts a real job next week, you know, and he. <laughs> He's so are you, what, what, am I, when I was in the last time of life, now I'm what? I'm, I'm, it's time for a Volvo? Or? Oh, yeah. I'm saying next week you need a Blackberry for a corporate nano enterprise. You need a sweater vest. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you scrap this. and Then you move to California and you're living the lifestyle out there. You break out your iPhone or pre. Like. Then you move to Europe and you get a Nokia. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's really time and a place is basically what it comes you down to. You become a young guy with now. a lot of testosterone and you get the droid. That's that's yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that's the pickup chicks phone this week. I don't know if it's a pickup. I don't think phone. it is at all. It's actually, the, it's the give chicks a black eye. I'll, I'll try <laughs> yeah. that. I'll try that when I take it's it the next Peter week and, and let you know. Okay. An interesting observation wife. about looking at all the different phones that we had, and we put them all together, uh, essentially right next to each other, 32 different devices, and they all kind of look the same. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's totally true. It's kind of a bad. lot of black slabs. Some yeah. of them are black slabs with little keyboards underneath them, and that's it. So who do we blame on that? Is that <coughs> for the iPhone? Yes. Do we blame <laughs> the shape of the shape of your pocket? Or do we blame the iPhone? Well, I don't know. The BlackBerry was blue a long time ago. Someone made yeah. a change. We had slabs before the iPhone. It was called no, no, BlackBerry. No that's <laughs> no, totally it's not true. true. But it's called BlackBerry. Yeah, that's we true. Like a color plan. Ours is called an iPhone. What color is I? <laughs> well, actually, it brings up a point that, that Kevin made that, um, you know, as, us, as much as we care about the progression of the technology and the progression of the specs and things are getting better and we can do more and capabilities are, you know, more awesome, um, we're fashion bloggers. These, they're, a lot of these phones, the more and more important component yeah. is just, that's the fashion, right, yeah. Kevin? I mean, it's, yeah. that's just, it's a new phone. It does more stuff, but, you know, the fashion of the times right now is a, a black phone with a big screen that turns black when it's off because mm-hmm. that's what the technology does and you know there's a little some little buttons around the, the face of it but you really want to minimize the look and feel of those buttons you don't really want them to be visible because it used to be like there'd be slabs like the MDAs like, I used to buy them because yeah. they had so many buttons you used to you wanted more and more <laughs> yeah. buttons yeah. like a Lego brick and I kind of missed that a little bit yeah. I don't know um, isn't it funny though but since we all agree that if there was a grab bag of all these smartphones and we picked out one, we would be okay with all yeah. of them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, it's like all these devices are capable, but are the companies behind them capable? Is that the bigger question? You know what I'm saying? Like, are they? Are some companies have more momentum, even though they have similar, similarly right. capable devices? Are they going to keep going? Yeah, and, and I guess the that that to that notion, it also means like, are they pulling in the developers to make apps? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I guess some, for some companies, do they have the capital right. and the will? The, and I think right. that's what you're really at, the will to keep on innovating and bringing stuff out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or are they alienating their developers at too fast a rate? I don't think that Apple is alienating their developers at too fast a rate. There's just too many developers and the alienated. There's just too many of them. So we'll have yeah. a lot of apps, but maybe not as good ones. They're Apple's, uh, you know, you say that the App Store is like the... Uh, the restaurant and you just you can't you, you order what's on the menu no, you can't the iPhone is that the app store is I can't put fart apps in that restaurant right I see I think it's more like it's a, it's a the the iPhone and the app store is a hip club and Apple is the the bouncer, the bouncer. <laughs> that, that people randomly get in that don't really you, you would, they didn't wait in line they should have well Some for every kicked out. Out. Yeah. pissed off and leaves two more will pop up yeah yeah, yeah right that's what Joe Hewitt from Facebook said yeah. Yeah. As much as you complain, you'll be a hundred more to take my place tomorrow. Yeah. Meanwhile, Palm is just you know any anybody that wants to come and develop apps for them, they'll they'll do whatever they can to get you. Yeah. And as you guys were going through all your of your reviews, one of the things that kept coming up, especially on the platforms that you weren't as familiar with, was asking to see what kind of application support there was and and how much the world has changed in the last twelve months in applications. Applications have been there for smartphones for a long time. 
but it really hasn't been, you know, but the last 15 to 18 months since the application store started to become even a thing, you know, where yeah. people started thinking about not what comes with my device, but what can I put on the device once I get it. So what is the, you know, what were some of the, the key things, that are key differences that, that you saw on the other platforms that uh, were different than what were on the ones that you guys cover regularly? First, Matt snuck in a mobile computer. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of not fair. Yeah, that was like a, that's a netbook and a smartphone body. Yeah, which was the N nine hundred. Yeah, the N nine hundred has got pretty much full support for looks like everything yes. possible, except that doesn't have an app store yet. Yeah. Right. To me, it really seems like as far as apps go, they're all pretty much the same, with the exception currently with the iPhone and games. You know, the iPhone has the best games yeah. by far. Mm-hmm. But after that, you know, you go through. Yeah, that's not totally true. Like, like the the Symbian, the S60 platform. Like, there's a lot of stuff that you can do with that, both mm-hmm. natively and uh, via the apps that just get aren't either don't get widely released on the other platforms or just get locked down by U.S. carriers, like like VoIP calling. Uh, you know, you can do that on Symbian. Right. Yeah, we were, we were doing, doing that two-way video calling. Really two yeah. two-way video calling with Fring on. Uh, you and you and Mickey were doing that earlier today. But the problem is, there are six people in the U.S. who do that. Yeah, and you, and you probably know them all. They're yeah, but that, that's, that's chicken and egg, though, right? There's six sure. people in the Absolutely. U.S. who do it because there's nobody. They're, they're not getting supported. They're yeah. not getting told this is how to do it. You know. But but take like the baseline applications that people are looking at. And you you know you find every single platform has got a great option. Well, for the most part, except for the WebOS on something like a Facebook. You know they just came out with the WebOS um, and totally derailing the conversation. Well, no, there's three third-party Facebook apps that are a little bit better than the, the, than the official the, the, the one. Yeah, yeah. But you you when you talk to someone who's looking for an application, I think the first thing everyone looks for is Facebook now because that's just something that almost everyone is on. You know, but if you, you kind of dig into it a little bit more, you've got, you know, different search things. You've got, obviously, on the platforms that allow it, you know, uh, voice over IP stuff. And there's yeah. media that comes into it, too, whether it's music or video or whatever it is. If the application support for their, uh, for the device is there, that's a good thing, too. So out of, out of all the different applications, what, what's your favorite one that you saw that you don't have access to on your current platform? Well, I, I would say that's the new version of a Tweety on the iPhone, but I don't want to get too nerdy, and I know at the end of the day, Twitter is too nerdy, but um, what was, like, just, I don't know, like, I literally picked up Renee's iPhone and opened up a game at random. I don't even know what the game was. It was a racing game. It was yeah. just just an, a middle-of-the-road just racing game where you tilt the phone to steer on the iPhone, and it was, you know, two generations better uh, from anything that I, I can get on the WebOS right now, as far as I know, uh, unless, you know, there's rumors, but anyway... Um, and so it's, I guess I don't have a specific app that I desperately want on another platform that I, I can't get, like specific, a specific functionality, but it's just sort of the, the average on the iPhone is so much better than the average on most of the other platforms because they've got 100,000. And so, you know, there's going to be the, the top end is going to be wow. The bottom end is like, seriously, they let that in. And the middle, their, their middle is they're mean or not meaning mean. Yeah. Mean mode. Yeah. Mean mode mean. or mean? mean? You think mean. I mean mean? I think yeah. it might be mode. No, no mode. Okay, both. The mean mode. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's at a higher level than I think most other platforms. I'm get. Glad we got that on film, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also no, no, the, no, just tell the truth. You want your GPU. That's what it comes down yeah. to. The GPU would help, but I, I, I don't really care actually. Yeah. Like, I love the graphically intense games, but what I want is a million developers and the trying problem. and thinking to like compete with each other. The Cocoa Touch frameworks also make it a lot easier to get those medium quality applications. Sure, right. There's a lot of support there. Everyone in this room uses Google, if not for search, for email, and for their phone numbers, and to run their entire life. Pretty much, yeah. Yet the only one that's got the real, real tight integration is Android. I think that's one of the biggest, you know, the biggest advantages to the Android platform is the the nice integration, uh, whether it's the Gmail and tying in every service or. Uh, the Google Voice application that you've got on that platform, uh, that's real good. The thing about Google is a lot of us do use Google, and we love it because, or it's easier to go to Android because we're Google users, but it's, it's harder for non-Google users to use Android, but it's e- just as easy for non-Apple users to use the iPhone, you know? Mm. So there, it's like a balance that Google users using Android is a good thing, but non-Google users not using Google, is, I mean, not using Android 
is I don't know I don't know if they can they have to expand Google to expand or I don't even know if you can expand Google but <laughs> expand Google to expand Android right no yeah, yeah I, I totally agree using using Android not without using Gmail and the Google yeah, account stuff the point. Oh, it, yeah. it's yeah you're you're hampered you're you're using a crappier email client. Um, and you're just sort of, it, you know, you have to have a Google account just to use the phone, right? Yeah. But even then, you're, I totally agree. Like, they, they're not, they don't do a good job of supporting non-Google yeah. users. seems to me Google as a company, though, has been pretty good over the past couple of years of embracing all smartphone platforms. You know, it's like, as a BlackBerry user, our iPhone experience is great. Oh, yeah, I mean, from a yeah, BlackBerry user like and a Google user, I mean... It's been really good. You know, you have your Google Maps. They've yeah. built in, you know, enhanced Gmail plugins and stuff that are that are into the native BlackBerry email client. Like it's, it's good. I don't really have any complaints. So so not enough as a Google user, to necessarily abandon BlackBerry for Android, even though Android might be better. I don't feel like hard done by from a Google standpoint. That's the interesting on BlackBerry. thing. We, I think we said last year too is that every phone gets Google and their manufacturer, where Google really only gets Google. Like Nokia and Palm and everyone, they're not doing things to help Android, but Google's doing a ton to help everybody else's platform. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we that's, what, that's what I was talking with with, uh, yeah. when, with Casey during our one-on-one. I was like, Google really doesn't seem to promote Google Android very much. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, they got on the Google homepage. That's huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. That. <laughs> with, with the power of Google, you'd think they'd be promoting the heck out of the Android platform, and I just don't see a lot. I see the carriers or Motorola or somebody else. They don't care. As long as as you're using Google, they don't care which platform you're using it on. And we all know that Google's CEO there uses a BlackBerry. (laughs) (laughs) Only for photography. Only when when there's reporters around getting serious crap. (laughs) Well, I mean, Renee's long-standing theory for that is uh, Google isn't trying to win the smartphone battle. They just want to make sure that nobody else does. Mm-hmm. So they don't. No, honestly, they're not trying to kill everybody and, and to have Android be the dominant platform. They're just trying to make sure that there's enough diversity out there that nobody else is able to take you know the mobile ads away from yeah. them, right? No and so Android's out there. They'll promote it a little bit, but it basically just sort of muddies the waters enough, and they get they they get to be in the game if they ever decide they want to win. But it it's sort of. So you can, you know, like if Windows better. Mobile ever said, "Okay, we're Bing only," and Google lost access to that to to that segment of the smartphone population, or if Apple broke up with Google and says, "Okay, we're doing our own thing now," the, that's bad for Google because they'd be a paid per eyeball. They don't really care what eyeball is looking at what device. They just want to make sure that device is looking at a Google property. So by having Android, they get everyone on Android is going to be using Google, and they also have the threat out there that if you guys bother us too much, we have Android and billions of dollars of hammer to knock it in with. Mm. I think they're using Android as like a the pace setter, you know. So they right. like they released it first, like Google Maps navigation, or like, and then they'll eventually release it to the other platforms. It's just to keep their keep people's eyes on Android and on Google, kind of. And to develop the technologies to make web stuff faster, so that Google's end game of web apps and everything is like Google DNS. They said they did it so it's faster. That's yeah. they get DNS. Android will make it faster for HTML5, faster for all these different properties that they use to make their core technologies. Funny, we've uh, we're talking about the big giant elephant that controls everything, or we're afraid they're controlling everything, and uh, we're talking about Microsoft is like little David in the corner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the times they are changing. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about Windows Mobile, Phil? I've been interested to see everybody's reactions because I think you all are more impressed with the hardware of the HD two than yes. you are. And granted, you don't see a whole lot of Windows Mobile six point five, and what you do is pretty simple. It's a menu here and there. It's and not nearly as painful as it would have been in the past, and not as manual as it was with Windows Standard has been. And the only software we talked about was Sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, it, it, and yeah, it's certainly not a fair fight when you have the Samsungs of the world bringing in their UIs, which I don't think is as good as Sense in TouchFlow 3D, but it's out there and deserves to be talked about. Um, but So we're coming at it from two angles. We're coming at it from the really good skin that is TouchFlow 3D and Sense, and then we're coming at it because we've got an HD2 here, which most people don't have, which is just about the best hardware you can get now. And it's almost overkill for what it's pushing. Um, you, know, you know, it's funny thinking about Google and then applying it to Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Google doesn't really promote Android that much. Microsoft doesn't really, I mean, HTC, in my opinion, has almost saved Windows Mobile. Oh, absolutely. Oh, right? absolutely. But Microsoft never really promotes or talks about HTC, no. you know? I'm kind of like... It, it, it seems like a kind of a relationship. Like we're gonna work with you. We also have Android over here. 
we're going to keep going and we, we're going to advance this platform as far as we can. We hear from back channels that there's a weird relationship there. It's, it's not quite love-hate, but it's, you know, can't live with you, can't live without. Right. Not even that. I hate to say that. It's just odd. Yeah. I, 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 and I, I don't think any other platform has that, you know, has a manufacturer holding them up quite like that. But Microsoft has a completely different, almost than everybody here, really, the mm-hmm. way they license it out to so many different yeah. vendors and carriers. And, and, a, and a whole bunch that we never even talk about here. Oh, yeah. I mean, Acer, all the Chinese yeah. companies. Well, actually, yeah, and that's uh, both Microsoft and Nokia have got a different business model that we're basically, it isn't in our conversation, which is developing world. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. going after, I guess we call it mid and low range markets, but they're going after. The markets that don't enter the you know the U.S. Web 2.0 blogosphere tech conversation that we're all enmeshed in right now, um, and I, I mean I think that and and BlackBerry is actually making a really strong play right. there too, especially what is it India 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 Indonesia Indonesia is really big Venezuela like a lot of South really? American oh. Venezuela is huge, hmm. and then even like uh, some of the you know Dubai and that Middle Eastern countries are going crazy. Let's go back to the HD2 for a second, just because I think it was probably the most impressive piece of hardware that we found at you know here that we've seen this weekend. Yet I think everyone everyone looked at it and oohed and odd, and, and that was about it. Like there was you know <laughs> you know what's the a couple of you said you know I'm not crazy about Windows Mobile, but I could use it. And specifically, Renee and Kevin. I said if someone put a, head, a gun to my head and forced me to use Windows Mobile for a week, I would be using HD2. <laughs> wow, dude. No, or did we start this conversation by like, oh, we, I could use any platform. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will know, take what that, I can get from that. Is what, that is what convinced me that it would be okay. Because if, last year I wasn't very happy with the Fuse, and I was not happy at all with TouchFlow 3D. Okay. I wouldn't want to use that phone for a week. I had to, but I wouldn't want to. I would, you know, HD2, I, I have absolutely no problem making that my phone. TouchFlow has improved in leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's sort of if I'm going to abandon a non-touchscreen device, and you know, from a communication tool standpoint, you want the biggest damn phone, yeah. the biggest damn screen I can get. And, and honestly, you know, I didn't play with it enough that I can judge the web browser and everything. But if I could log into, let's say, CrackBerry and make a blog post from that bad boy, it's a pretty compelling product because that means I don't need to carry around. You know, never mind. That's the 13-inch MacBook could stay at home, and I could go away for a weekend and and feel pretty good. And, and there are options with Windows Mobile that we didn't touch on. We didn't really look at all. The, you know, we didn't look at all the browsers you can get. Mm-hmm. We, you know, there. Are, what about Exchange being shared amongst the rest of our phones? That because that could have been Microsoft's yeah. big candy. Good you know, product. I think yeah. the Exchange experience is more consistent than the Google experience is. Exchange is Exchange. You don't have to worry about labels not working. Um, you know, in, yeah. in folders or stars, not translating. Exchange just works, and you don't think you set it up and you don't think about it. So why did they give it to us and not keep it for themselves? Microsoft doesn't keep anything for themselves. They'll, if you want to buy it, they'll sell it to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, they, and that's their model, for better or for worse. That's their model. Yeah, no, they're they're open. Yeah. They just yeah. they just want a little little cash for it. Yeah. But they're they're very open. And Windows Mobile is a good example of an mm-hmm. open platform that's easy to hack on. But whereas, I mean, just. I've been seriously using the Droid for half a day now, and the Gmail experience on that, oh. you know, bar none, is so much better than on Winmo. What is the uh, of the other pieces of hardware that we've seen here? What are some of the other, you know, compelling new things that have come out? Obviously, everybody's got a real, you know, flagship on their. Uh, you know, on their hands here, you've got the yeah the trackpad on the BlackBerry. Yeah, how's everybody feel about the trackpad versus the trackball? The it's much better. Like the trackpad's better. The, the, actually, for BlackBerry, the story for me is the uh, the Storm Two is better than I expected. Mm-hmm. But and Dieter uh, can and, type on the Storm Two better than CrackBerry. Can. I'll tell you that. <laughs> You're freaking I've, fast. I have no idea how. I just I'm still you, you know what though. You had the mentality. The mentality is type as quick as you can and put some Trust faith it. into it. Yeah, which. I, I have trouble doing even. I'm still kind of blown away by the technology that I tap it doesn't do anything. It's off. <laughs> I, can't, it just, it just, I can't compute it right now. Electric buttons, just, they, no power, no click. Although they, they still haven't optimized the OS for touch. Well, they've what they've done is they've just converted the existing BlackBerry OS to touch. That doesn't mean optimized. Now it, now it actually works. It's it's right. the BlackBerry experience on touchscreen but it's not a touchscreen user experience and that's where Blackberry and Symbian with the 5th edition are very much alike because Nokia's done the same thing with the 5th edition it's pretty much the same standard S60 interface but with a kind of a touch 
you know, like some of them, the single press is a select and then a double yeah. tap or a, a press harder is a actual activate and things like that. Um, and I think, I don't know, I know for Nokia, we'll see that change in 2010 as they optimize it more for touch because that's where everybody seems to be going. Yeah, and I'm not sure what RIM will do yet. Yeah. If they have a plan to really overhaul for touch or just keep going with the, you know, Mm-hmm. tweaking the BlackBerry experience and then same thing just converting it to touch or non-touch but not really changing significantly I had the same keyboard experience with the Pixie when Dieter gave it to me I thought there's no way my big fingers can type on this keyboard and I just started typing and it was I liked it much better than the pre-keyboard me it's, too yeah. it's unbelievably yeah. tiny but to function like that I think they're using magic <laughs> sweet, oh, sweet, calm magic. I don't know how to do it right now while we're talking. It's called yeah. special sauce. I'm like blown away. Yeah. It's special sauce, right? Yeah, it's I'll, TM, I'll I, I, I just installed a new memo app, so I'll open that up for you. I wish we had a Pearl around because that has got to be nearly the size of a Sure. Oh, it's actually sure smaller than the Pearl. The, it's smaller than the Pearl Flips keyboard in terms of uh, overall area. And it's full it's like almost half the size. But it is easy to type on. On the contrary, yeah, we about half the room hadn't seen the Droid before we got here this weekend and yeah. that keyboard is uh, both the keyboards are not great <laughs> it's not the worst and it reminds me of the fuse that everybody used last year yeah it is a little bit fuse like yeah, I'll give you that it's, it's not, not the worst bit. in the world it's, it's not by far the best in the world it's not the worst hardware keyboard you can accommodate yourself to it but yeah. you've got to spend some time accommodating yourself yeah. to it I was deceived by the gold trackpad thing though yes <laughs> I, think we I all swear that's an optical uh, yeah. I thought wanted. it was a thumb reader <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. I, I could actually say the droid was maybe the device that uh, disappointed you a little disappointed because of the hype around it and I've seen you know on a lot of because Verizon you know, was the one who pushed the storm before Storm One, and now Storm Two's come out, and a lot of people are, are trying Droid out over Storm Two, and and the way it's marketed, I expected like literally iPhone killer yeah. type godliness, and then I was like, oh, it's a better G One, yeah. But I mean, it's still got some awkward things about it, the off-centered keyboard, like, and it made me mad because I'm like, you're so close to having a really good phone here, <laughs> yeah. but the hardware is not even. I couldn't use it because the hardware, so I can never discover the great software out there. I mean, it's it's. It, I think the hardware is good, enjoyable. except for the design of the keyboard. But it's like one of those things enjoyable. where we discussed it. Like, uh, it, it, there's things about the phone that make you wonder if if people took it out and used it for a while before they gave it to us. No, there's just little things that they could have fixed before they released it that they didn't fix. Um, I, I like that the commercials overreach. I think, <laughs> and the, well, and especially coming from Windows Mobile, where you know, we're Windows Mobile, please don't hurt us. <laughs> I, I like that Verizon just went out there and said, screw you, this is the best thing around. We're not even going to show you it's a phone. Here's what it is. It's going to come land in your city and blow you up. Yeah. 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 It's so good. It's cool to see. That advertising has to have a big impact, because it would have mm-hmm. sold a million already. People, close to people know what the droid is. Yeah, I, I think what Verizon was doing with those advertisements was building a brand, yep. basically, mm-hmm. to compete with the BlackBerry, because then when you, sure, doesn't matter you look at a phone with a keyboard it's a Blackberry you look at a phone it's, a, it's an iPhone so they need to put that droid name out because Android is so you know it comes on so many things Verizon needs a, a brand well, is this recognizable as a brand though to you like if you know with the your mom, your mom, your mom why does Verizon need a brand and why isn't Android the brand the way iPhone or Blackberry is why does Verizon have to control the experience again oh uh, because Verizon wants to you know and we should maybe talk about carriers a little bit if we can get to it with, the, with Mickey but Verizon wants doesn't want to be a big fat dumb hype, and that's if and having Droid be the brand, the brand that they licensed, you know, from LucasArts, is helps them not be a big fat dumb hype. I mean, how many times I, I can tell you at least a half a dozen times in the past day or so, I've been wanting to say something about Android, and I just said Droid. Yeah. Oh yeah, I quit using Android altogether. Yeah, and that's you know that's that's every time I do that, Verizon gets a nickel. Yeah. How does Google feel about that? Do you think they care? I think they don't. And HTC, who put so much effort into Android, HTC is crying in their beer because they're they're heroes. That's another unsung. Like the un, it's really the unsung heroes. Yeah. Well, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But the droids getting all the attention. If I personally had a choice on Verizon, I would probably pick the Aris. I, I like yeah. the I like the sense experience. Better they're right next the to each other in the store. And even then, they renamed it. It's not the Hero on Verizon. It's right. the Aris. Yep. So they they, they took Aris. away from HTC again. Yeah. And why Aris? I mean, got us a Discord. Yeah. I, know, I was trying to figure that out. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's something to do with the Illuminati. I don't know. <laughs> but you've got the carriers. That's what I was mentioning before. Like, like HTC has made the magic, the dream, the hero, and the carriers go in and say, okay, my touch, uh, G1, Eris, um, and you, you lose the overall unity of an Android mm-hmm. thing. Like there's an iPhone, there's a BlackBerry, and there's not really an Android. There's not really even an HTC anymore because the car- certain carriers are muddling with the branding. Yeah. 
This isn't a sexy device, though. Mm-hmm. Talking about the droid, like, does anybody think this actually no. looks good? I, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you think it looks like it I think it looks. I think it looks geek-tastic. Like, I think, yeah. like, no, I think it looks good. Like, I, really? I, li- I like, like the compared to device. iPhone. Like, if I know, hung yeah. it from a gold chain compared on my to neck, free, like, like, you imagine think this a gold chain good? right See, here. It looes like a block. Like, no, like, it's like here's a thing. It has an aesthetic. It is a throwback. Yeah, yeah, it is. Once you accept. Like it has an aesthetic. It, like, okay. You you look at it and yeah, they miss the design points on the keyboard or whatever. So it's literally like Star Wars but original it's not, comes out yeah, and that's it's not punk. bland. Yeah. It's not bland. You know, you look at uh, even a Pixie. It's like okay, yeah, there it is. It's a phone with a keyboard on it. But you look at that, it's like okay, yeah, that's a droid. I think it looks like it came off the assembly line wrong because it's too long. But it's not. Well, Dieter and I briefly mentioned earlier that we were having a hard time getting used to not having calling in buttons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The more I think about oh. that, the more I really think they did that on purpose. I mean, obviously they did it just on purpose. Just to differentiate. Yeah. Actually, I like that the that the way that they did this this way because the microphone is on the the bottom part, not on the face of it. And I can tell you that on the uh, both the Pre and the Pixie, you want to hold the phone up to your ear and press it against your shoulder. Yeah. Your face rubs up against the microphone, and the mm. person on the other end is like, "What are you doing? Kill me now!" And this, you can't do that because it's away from your face just a little bit. I called it the the anti chin. You know how HTC <laughs> has yeah. chin? they kind of took it away. <laughs> Whose droid is this? This no. yeah. now, On the other hand, though, when this hits Canada, it's going to be the milestone. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to benefit at all from the droid market. That's what they're calling it. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. milestone. That's, a, that's Motorola's name for it. It'll be the, so Motorola, the milestone in Europe. Not even a question. Droid milestone, just milestone. Oh, no, Verizon owns Verizon. Tend to neglect. Well, they they license Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Do you think Droid will be like Android will take off in Canada? Or is it going to be remain be an, is it going to remain an Apple BlackBerry? Rogers has already got an Android device. We've got the Magic and the yeah, Android. which have done nothing so yeah. far. Yeah. So I mean, is, will will this device called the Milestone? Yeah, get mm. you know, you will won't it, get the bump from Verizon's commercials. You know, as long as we're talking about hardware, uh, I need to talk about the uh, N97 Mini. Or mini N97, what about N97 Mini? N97 yeah. Mini, because I played with the N97 when it launched. At Mobile World Congress, right, and I was totally un- like I was unimpressed. I liked the slider, but overall, the whole thing just felt thrown together and not very good. This N97 Mini, um, it's basically the same software. It's a completely different experience. It feels polished and cool, and uh, I am literally 200% happier with it than I was with the original N97 when I played with it, uh, you know, earlier this year. It's it's amazing what good hardware can do for a platform. Yeah, a few little millimeters cut here, a rounded corner, a little metal back, you know, really does a lot. Bada bing, bada boom. The details yeah. matter. Yeah. Okay, I got a question. So we're going to start talking about each individual platform a little bit. Is that right? Yeah, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do specific segments on them. Because I have a question I want to ask. I don't know if we want to do it before we do that or after. But I want to ask, if SPE, if we were all building our perfect smartphone today based on this weekend. Okay. What would it look like? Form factor, which parts of operating system. Wow. It that's seems like that's hard, like really hard these no. days. Can't do it? Nail it? No, I can do it easily. Well, you can do it. I can do and it. iPhone 3GS that multitask. No, exactly. I would take an iPhone 3GS that multitask in the notifications. I'd yeah. be happy. And that's all, that's all you need? That's all I need? And nobody would argue slider, vertical yeah, see, slider. Yeah, I want a physical keyboard. I would want, I want a physical, physical keyboard, keyboard too. too. Yeah. And I'm not happy. But in a way that keeps a big screen. And Maybe you know what? The iPhone reach. 3GS, I, I'm sorry. It's not fast enough. I need, I want a BlackBerry email, but I also want Android email. I want those two things like merged together. Into like a bigger Palm Pre, like a Palm Pre with a bigger screen or something. I don't know if I want a vertical slider. I'd be happy with the candy bar QWERTY. Oh, so that's interesting though. But then you never get the big screen experience. Yeah, right. It's difficult. Whatever happens to that like one that pivoted the rodeo? The rodeo. The rodeo. Yeah, I think the rodeo might be got. That's that's the answer. <laughs> no, I hate land, I hate switching from portrait yeah. to land, or landscape to portrait. Just just the mental. Work it takes going from one to the other. And I don't know why, but it does. I also decided this this uh, this weekend that like the I suddenly dislike virtual keyboards in a way I never used to mm. because they take up half the screen. And it used to never bother me, but all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, there's like stuff that could be there instead of I've got a keyboard wasting all yeah, this. So what's space. the advantage of the it? The hard keys could be there. I know. Well, and it, it, exactly. The hard, like I could, I would accept like a small screen with a, with a hardware keyboard and be like, no problem. But as soon as you put a virtual keyboard on there, same exact screen size, I'm like. No, screw that. <laughs> it, what, what, the thing I noticed, even with the iPhone, it's not, there's nothing fast enough because I know what I want. And until it can read my brain and just throw up what I want, there's no limitation that's good enough. And that's you too. You don't want the keyboard to come up and block your screen. You want it to think Dieter Bone's mind, go to calendar, and it pops up calendar and you're done. Yeah. 
So just work out that interface, somebody, and give it to us, and we'll be happy. <laughs> but BlackBerry is fast, though. It's, yeah. it's really fast. And the battery lasts away. forever. Like, yeah. is, how, long, how long does the uh, N97 Mini last? Mm, it's on Edge, so it's kind of hard. To, it's not a 3G yeah. connection. It'll go a day with Edge. Right. Edge. The Black, BlackBerry Bold 9700? Two days, baby. Two days. 3G, you know, all-out use. That's... that's this is Nobody like yesterday. Else here comes like, close to I that, think it's this is twenty four hours. It's been yeah, it's a day. It's a day. Yeah. See, yeah. that's just insane. I think this is twenty four hours of use now, and it's still over half charge. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. So, so Nobody like else can compete with. We it. like the keyboards of the Blackberries and the, the battery life of the Blackberries. Probably the application support of the iPhone. But when they go to OpenGL yeah. Gaming, not going to last that long on battery. Yeah, I mean it's it's a different experience if you start yeah. to. So it's what you'll be doing like I'm gonna charge it again. I mean, for me on like on my stats tracker there, I'm averaging, you know, two and a half hours to three and a half hours of use a day, and that's mainly and fits and spurts. that's that's fits and spurts. You know, that, that's basically ninety times a day at two to three minutes, four minutes a pop. Yeah. Email, phone calls, web browsing, the occasional little appy thing, gamey thing. Right. So it's the opposite of the Palm Pre, you're saying. Well, In battery life. Pre being short on yeah. battery life. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not using a Palm Pre. How's the Pre's life these days? It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> but it's got a small battery, too, it's right? It's got a very small battery. With an extended battery, it's basically... It's okay to get through a day with medium to light use. Um, but it's I carry a spare battery. That's what's funny. My wife finally broke her third T-Mobile dash, so she needed something. So I gave her the Nokia E71, sure. which is very much a BlackBerry form factor. That thing has a... 1500 milliampere battery. That, Isn't that insane? She, she, I said, Do you want a car charger? She said, No way. This sucker goes for three or four days. I love this thing. Yeah. You know, so it depends on the device, kind of, too, and, and what's really powering it. You know, actually, as long as we're, we're just kind of going around, uh, <laughs> we talk about uh, Windows Mobile. Um, you brought the Q9H out, mm-hmm. but we, it's the third annual round robin. For the first two years, we picked a Windows Mobile Pro device, the Tilt and the Fuse. Um, and then this year, we're just doing the whole platform. But all those all those manufacturers kind of except for HTC and the Snap have walked away from Windows Mobile standard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that they basically like ceded that market to BlackBerry. And I went from a, about a year using a Trio 750 which is front facing QWERTY with a touch screen to a year with the Q which is front facing QWERTY non-touch screen to a Touch Pro 2 which is a big honking screen and a slider keyboard and, it, and it's been a big adjustment mm-hmm. I've, I've had to really slow down you know, the way my brain thinks and, and I don't like it <laughs> angry <laughs> I, brain I, I miss just hammering out emails real quick but I love having that big giant screen I use the on screen keyboard as much as I open the thing out wow. and, and, and use the physical keyboard because the on screen keyboards have gotten better too and that Windows Mobile standard like Blackberry was fast it was fast, it was fast and it was raw mine when I had it never ever needed a reset yep. stable as heck that's the thing we're talking about in the past tense yeah. so this makes there's me excited because I never thought about this before really but has the market gone away like this is just everybody conceded this form factor yeah. to RIM and that's it yeah, who, who's what do you see that has that Nokia, Nokia's got the E7 so does that mean RIM's right. leaving the past and or does about people it? just concede it and they're like RIM can have that we'll move and battle in the new there's well, a little windmill coming out with it but it's pro well uh, also even though there's lots of incredibly intelligent people working at these companies and they plan things years in advance and there's giant teams of engineers working on it they're little kids with soccer balls and the soccer ball right now is touch it yeah. comes yeah. to the iPhone right, right, right. right. and so we're, the, the ball got kicked two years ago yeah. when the iPhone got released and now you know development cycles for smartphones is a year you know, year and a half to two years now everything's touchscreen looks like the iPhone that's the weird thing because it, there's that famous thing that Jobs quotes about Gretzky saying I skated to where the puck is going to be yeah. when the iPhone came out people had done that before but they didn't try to make a Blackberry they didn't try to make a Trio they made something different but to compete with the iPhone they're trying to make the iPhone they, yeah. should, be doing, they should be doing the post iPhone device they got the MIMO over their tablet yeah. phone they just decided that the computer was the market they wanted no, to make. I think, <laughs> pretty tiny I think Palm did try to make the post iPhone device I just don't know if yeah. they've um, they don't have the strength to, to push it out as hard as they want See, and move I still it as quickly think as they want. That that's Rubenstein's iPhone. If he had been in charge of Apple, he would have made that the iPhone. You could be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, it's, you know, so it's their that, to me, to that's, that's the, that's, that iPhone and that are kind of like cousin in the same generation and no one's trying to make the next gen. So what's your vision what would be the next, next gen? gen? I don't know. Apple hasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. The thing is, it, it's not a joke that when the iPhone came out, people, it was not what anyone was expecting. They thought they would have like a little iPod with a phone dialer right. and Apple surprised everyone. And I want to see that, you know, whether it's Bomber on stage or whether it's Nokia coming North America or Palm, I want to see someone come up with stage just, you know, 
a whole What's new the functionality game? that we don't have yet on a phone that we need to get? Like we're, I feel like we're all sort of caught in boxes of mm-hmm. these. Like what we expect of phones is kind of what the top of the line phones are capable of giving us mm-hmm. now. And like, yeah. what is it that we could potentially do with these devices, or with some sort of device that would carry on us that's outside of that box? Is it you know every phone should have a mini projector that mm-hmm. you know we can use them as full computers? Is it that the phone should become uh, a thing that goes on your belt and then a flexible display? Like, what is it? I don't know. Like, what is it? I feel like the new access Linux. We're stuck. Else. We're gonna write things to blog about this year. That's it. We're yeah. done. I think a new job. A job. job I think it kind of advances <laughs> what WebOS has done, right? As far as it helps you more as an assistant, kind of thing, right? So um, my phone knows that I've got an appointment coming up. It pops up. Here's your appointment. Here's a map to that appointment. Uh, it just your ringtone at the same time. It does all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. what you were saying earlier about your brain. Yeah. So it uses the data that's on it and thinks yes. how you might think. Right. And kind of anticipates and adjusts and, and does those things because we for shouldn't you. Have to, there's a, people keep saying with computers, humans shouldn't have to manage half the stuff that we do, and the smartphone's the same thing. We shouldn't have to go tell it we're different times of the day and it should be doing different things. Yeah, like if it recognizes that you play a game on your commute every day at 4 o'clock when you go home, so you turn on your device, boom, the, the games game, folder yeah. pops up. What game do you want to choose? Boom, start a game. You know, yeah. or something like that. It recognizes patterns and it starts to learn and and anticipate your patterns and it customizes for you and it gives you those If Nokia doesn't hire you right now, Matt, <laughs> they are crazy. Well, we're, we're just now getting to the point where they can pull in that information, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, WebOS started it with Synergy, but yeah. now everybody's pulling in from Facebook now. Right. Everybody's pulling in from Exchange now, finally. Um, and so, like, the phones are now good at sucking that information in. They're, most platforms, not all, but most are getting good at being able to pump out sort of graphics and having the processor power and RAM and all that storage <coughs> to do. They've got, like, they've got the specs and they're pulling the information in. And now it's a matter of battery life and intelligence in the operating system to do that sort yeah. of advanced stuff. Yeah, thinking about Facebook, I mean, Facebook, a big thing is birthdays, right? So it pulls in birthdays. Okay, so you get a notice week before, it's so-and-so's birthday. So-and-so, according to Facebook and Twitter, likes these kind of things. Yeah. Here's some things you can get. And here's some stories you can get. I mean, you can really... The intelligence part, not so much the hardware anymore. Yeah. But Exchange, just that Exchange 2010 is starting to do that on the desktop. Um, oh, yeah, they know what I want for my birthday? Well, <laughs> not sure about that. But, but they will have, you know, they'll have the email from the person and then their little picture down at the bottom and then, you know, notes on them. And, and uh, WebOS does, does that, too. too. You can put yeah. a note on people. Yeah, and Moto Blur, we hate it, but the, um, but does a Droid do it too on the contact card? It shows you the most uh-huh. recent status. Moto Blur, when somebody calls you or anytime you see their contact anywhere, you can click on it and it'll show you their current whatever their current most recent status is from Facebook or Twitter or MySpace or whatever. So oh, Exchange, that's LinkedIn. That's what it is. Okay, since it's business. Well, we discussed this. I don't think the last year's round robin, but why are all these communication systems still broken up into discrete applications? Because everybody wants to to be the be the yeah. guy. Yeah, but we, I mean, I, if I go to Dieter Vaughn, I want to see my last email from you, your last Twitter, your last fa- Facebook, your last chat. I want all that to be one unified. You want sense. Planet. You want sense. H- HTC has done that with people yeah. on that touch platform. You go yeah. to people and you can go all those different tabs and yep. see all that stuff. I, yeah. I, can, uh, I can look at your contact and it will probably tell me. Yeah, the contact has tabs for your, your SMS Facebook, conversations, yeah. all the emails, your Facebook, bomb, bomb, bomb. Since you but, I don't, but, but I mean, why are these protocols still considered different protocols? Why isn't it just my communication stack from Dieter? Oh, well, why, why is there uh, AIM chat and Yahoo yeah, chat? That should not exist anymore. Well, uh, you go I mean, make that happen. Dude. Fix that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, all right, so here, I got your emails. Yeah. I got any SMS from you? No, it's pretty smart, actually. You know, yeah, like, it's really nice. Yeah. Facebook profiles. I'm kind of angry. I don't have enough credit. Yeah. If HTC wanted to just release a phone that was just sense, people would take it seriously. That's, That's what that. Phil was saying. Phil saying, does the, does the underlying OS even matter? HTC can bring in their thing and have a getting know. to the point with HTC phones that it doesn't. Yeah. Now everybody yeah. else, I don't know. Um, we said that that they should make the instinct. Instead of having a crazy, if HTC wanted to just release feature phones with yeah. like the Sense UI, it would be like the best feature phone. It would ever. be killer. Yeah. Yeah. And the HTC should make iPhone apps. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big market. I love how you go to the camera and the microphone like they're watching right now. <laughs> Satellite. That's actually Google watching right now. Oh, right, right. You want to talk a little carrier stuff? I do. Because obviously we've got devices here from everybody, and um, everyone seems to have kind of their own thoughts on it. Uh, you know, on who, I mean, the top four are really who we're talking about here for the U.S. 
Um, and then I think Rogers. Do you guys have a tele, any Telus devices? Either of you? Uh, no, no, not no, here. Just Rogers. Rogers just dominates in Canada. No, actually, we now have Rogers now. As of now, actually has GSM competition because yeah. Telus well, and Dell both. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, about HSPA, not yeah. only HSPA, HSPA plus twenty one. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really cool because if you go into a Telus store, you can buy every BlackBerry because they they cover they now carry the Storm, and the, the Storm iPhone. Two, the ninety seven hundred, the iPhone. They have everything. They're getting, they I all think they're getting with, a hero. Um, AT and T, right? Do they? <coughs> what does? Um, all the Canadian carriers, yeah. all their three G bands. Yeah, for yeah, I guess yeah. all of them now. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's okay, right. so we we already. I mean, we could. Uh, Mickey's already covered. You know, which carrier do you want for these price points and all that stuff over at the cell phone junkie? Um, but the the thing that I want to try and figure out is like what should the role of these carriers be i mean i've said for many years i just want them to be dumb pipes pipes. um but they don't want to be dumb pipes they want to offer services they want to have differentiation in their plans that are interesting they want to give you some kind of content they want to be in the game and so like realistically like i don't know like i don't know what we could talk about like what what the perfect world would be and then maybe Mickey you could help us out like what do you think they're likely to be in six months are we going to achieve the dream of dump pipe and if not like what are we going to get hmm. I mean I, I guess I still fall on the side of dump pipe I, I just want the carrier to, to be a cable company give me the pipe and get out of the way dump but, pipe. Yeah, pipe. but even, dump pipe. even the cable company is I think far from a dump pipe yeah. I mean look at you know just a quick example the, the content that they provide through their either on demand services or whatnot that they want you to 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 use their stuff instead of going online and getting video content. I mean, that's kind of the whole point. Why would you have, if you could get all of your TV, why would you need to pay for a cable subscription if you get it all online? You know, so they're not quite there yet. They shouldn't, the cable, cable companies should not be providing internet, if you want my personal opinion. I think it should be right. a completely separate entity that has no media connection at all. Because that's what, that's what's really, you know, driving the force of increasing speeds. Anyway, on the, on the carrier side for cellular though, uh, each, I mean, we've got devices here. I mean, looking at, you know, a lot of the Nokia stuff that we're ta- we've talked about is GSM here. Um, you know, and Matt's a, a big T-Mobile fan, and that's, you know, what he uses. Obviously, we've got the Android devices from Sprint, T-Mobile, well, and Verizon. Let's yeah. use Sprint as a touch point. They're strong, okay. right? Okay. Um, and I'm a hypocrite because I just realized. So they they uh, they take from Telenav, they brand their their GPS navigation. They call it Sprint Navigation. They put it on a bunch of phones. They have an NFL app that they have partnered with. They throw it on the Hero on Sprint. They throw it on the Web OS devices and all, anything else they can throw it on. They've got Sprint TV, which is a really kind of a weird service that I never use, but they think it's cool. You know, it's streaming TV. So they're pushing hard to be um, a content provider and it's part of their everything plan. Uh, Verizon's got um, what, what's VZ? VZCast? VZCast. There we go. Um, I don't know. Does T-Mobile and AT&T have anything like that? Uh, MediaNet is what AT&T Media has. T-Mobile doesn't. Uh, T-Mobile is one of the carriers that when I buy stuff, they don't load it up with anything, and they really don't. Have they haven't had the pipes to do it though. I mean, mm-hmm. do, do people use these services? People use them to the extent that it's a novelty and it's on the phone, and so they'll check it out. And I mean, if you talk to anyone who's just got their first, especially I'll take Sprint as the example, their first okay. Sprint smartphone. They'll show you. They'll show off to you how cool the Sprint TV is. But then, in like a month, ask them how much Sprint TV they've actually watched. They don't because right. no one sits there and you know and just watches, <laughs> you know, these little short clips, you know, of television. That's not really the full experience. And the carrier really shouldn't be doing that. That's where services like Sling, I think, really have a place. Is that they can take the idea of the full experience of the television that you're used to in your house and bring it out to you. Now, that's your media, and to get that to you, you obviously need your cable company, and then you also need your carrier's pipe. But the carrier doesn't like you to do that because they want you to buy their services and pay for the things that they have. And it's it's going to con- be this continuous loop and I, I don't see it that particular site I got a question for you then so we saw what happened to the uh, t- turn by turn navigation stocks when Google announced Google navigation for free mm-hmm. how scared should telcos be that one day out of the blue Google's going to announce free connectivity for everyone in the US for Wi-Fi for, I don't know how they'll do it. let's say white space Wi-Fi it could be anything dark fiber they bought during the last recession but in the back of their minds <laughs> these companies should be thinking you know if we don't get our act together Google will do this for free just so that their customers can get on the internet faster. 
Well, if the, the it's going to take something like that to have, make a change happen, though. There's there's no there's no incentive for them to make a change at this point. I mean, they are you know they're they're making investments in their networks and they're doing different things to to improve the experience for the user, but it really hasn't gotten better faster. It, it's yeah. it, it, it or the, as fast as we think it should be. Um, you know, the the competition is mediocre at best for each of them. They are really taking a, you know a stance as well let's just make sure that we're all kind of moving and slowly forward together together as a monopoly yeah but they're you know all these different companies i mean AT&T and Verizon are the worst because they're at, exa- at almost the identical point um, as far as subscribers and you know the technology it, it's arguable I'm, in fact i'll just say flat out i think Verizon's got a better network as much as AT&T says that their experience is better it, it Verizon has a better network. Verizon has a better network. <laughs> if only because they haven't been crippled by the iPhone. Right, right. And CD Big Towers are big. But, you know, and then you, so you take them kind of moving and doing their own thing, and then you've got the small guys like Sprint that are kind of in the back of the room, you know, hey, check, look at me, look at me, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> hey, guys, hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then, and then where's, where does T-Mobile stand? T-Mobile seems content to just keep, you know, increasing their subscriber base, just picking off the customers that get disgruntled with the other carriers and just want a good cheap experience and that's, yeah, and, yeah, and the nice thing about T-Mobile is it's it's rolling out like the 21 yeah. megahertz or uh, megabytes per second uh, HSPA like in cities across the country but slowly and quietly right yeah. and then, and the great thing for a customer like me is there's nobody on the 3G network, so why are we all not on T-Mobile then? <laughs> See, right? T-Mobile doesn't they have, have any Wi-Fi angst. calling too. Yeah, yes. they, they, homes. They, awesome. like, Verizon and AT&T are banging heads against each other. Sprint's going, guys, you guys, why does nobody love me anymore? What the heck? And T-Mobile's just like, I've got cheap plans, and here's some 3G and every new. Every other day, it's like three more cities. Yeah, 3G. They're just kind of chugging along, and they don't get. Not one of them is mine yet. That would be nice. All right, we're all switching to T-Mobile. No, no. Stay away! <laughs> like right now, if you have a T-Mobile phone in the states, or or Rogers, there's a few like Blackberries. I know with the, the the UMA calling. I mean, and then you go spend a month in Europe in Greece or something. And I've got friends who've done this. You know, last year they went and did that with a regular Blackberry, and they roamed, and their bill was like twenty three hundred dollars for the month. And this year they went with their T-Mobile phone, and they used the Wi-Fi connection that was at the you know condo they were staying at, and their phone bill was twenty three dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like. It's a pretty good argument. Well, I mean, obviously, the, the one main thing is that, you know, up until the last year, all the devices that have been made haven't been able to take advantage of the 3G bands that T-Mobile has. Right. And unfortunately, that is, it's changing, but it's changing very slowly. Right. The N900 is a great example of, of a device that t- takes a, can take advantage of the 3G connection that T-Mobile provides. But what other what other devices do you have that can use your T-Mobile 3G? Like Bowl 9700. Yeah, the, but the specific one to T-Mobile, right? T-Mobile Touch Pro 2. Right. Uh, the MyTouch 3G. MyTouch 3G, yeah. The G1. Uh, the Samsung Behold. Android. The, the a lot of Android click. devices. Motorola Click. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So All right. there's, a, there's a few. There's enough, I think, to differentiate people and, and get them to buy and use one of those devices. Every platform except for WebOS and the iPhone. Yes. Well, we're only on one carrier in the U.S. And so are we. Right. <coughs> there you go. And by oh, we, we mean the bugs. company that we cover. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean everyone here has like I said has different accounts I have Skype on my iPhone it doesn't work over 3G yet but I don't know that everybody has multiple accounts I mean I know I do I've got an account on every carrier I can't afford multiple Canadian accounts yeah, yeah. but when I say different different accounts we all have I mean every carrier is covered right yeah. I mean we're not all on AT&T no. you know or something like that and that's actually different last year we we specifically chose devices that were all GSM because basically everybody used AT&T or Rogers and this year, uh, we've we either we've branched out as smartphone experts, or uh, just like the devices that yeah. weren't on GSM be, have become more compelling than they were last well, year. Any WebOS devices not on GSM? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Actually, you, you asked at the beginning of the podcast, like, what did we learn this this week or this weekend? And uh, I learned that the guys that uh, run the smartphone experts websites are badass. They know their stuff. And I was about to swear, but I didn't. But <laughs> seriously, you guys are awesome. And like. I'm really lucky to have you with us. Comes from the top. We love you, Dieter. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of specific videos, like we mentioned, that are coming out for each of the different sites that cover all the different other platforms that are out there. 
and uh, getting an inside look at some of these videos has been very insightful, and um, everyone has really do, done a great job with that. So it's been a lot of fun to watch. So um, I, I think we're going to do some other stuff as well here that we'll release too. But I think that uh, that's a good, good this is a good stopping point. Hey, thank for you us here. for coming out and doing it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So uh, with that, let's kind of just go around the room real quick one more time just to identify everybody because we didn't do that at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Kevin at crackberry.com. I like blackberries. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Nickinson from WMX Birds Night. like crackberries a little more now. <laughs> Renee Ritchie from the iPhone blog, and I love iPhones a lot. Uh, Dieter Bone, smartphoneexperts.com, and uh, freecentral.net. I'm the guy that talks too much. I'm Casey Chan from Android Central, and we have a lot to learn. I'm uh, Matt Miller from Nokia Experts, the new guy this year. Woo! Woo! And, and of course, Mickey Paplon from the Cell Phone Junkie. So thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Mickey.